If you live in New York City, you have seen Vindication, a New York Post article that came out prior to Election Day in November of 2020, clearly talked of Hunter Biden and the issues surrounding laptops and other documents that showed that the future president's son, prior to Election Day, was well known to have been a paid member of a corporate staff running a gas and oil firm in Ukraine that is supposedly one of the most corrupt operations that ever took place in the history of European business. We are talking about the firm called Burisima. Burisima was an oil firm that was long the part of both European and um, American investigators roles in dealing with and making money from how this entire issue um, was 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 brought out and the the entire issue of course surrounds the question of whether or not the son of a sitting president was on the payroll receiving basically what we would call these days Greece money that was intended for his father, who was then vice president of the United States. Now, it is still up in the air whether they're going to file criminal charges, but federal prosecutors now have access to memos that Hunter Biden then the vice president's son was alerted years ago to legal issues about unpaid taxes, which he eventually did pay and settle on foreign income in Barissima, totaling some $50,000 a month. That's a nice chunk of change. In fact, that monthly salary is practically the yearly salary of many Americans, much of which paid without any tax. So he also has to register as a foreign lobbyist because part of his job was dealing with people in Washington. Now the memos from business associates, accountants, and law partners were turned over in December of 2019 to the FBI on a laptop that Biden had abandoned at a Delaware repair shop while he was on a cocaine binge. Now they provide supporting evidence to suspicious financial transactions flagged by the Department of the Treasury between 2016 and 2019, including a Homeland Security investigation that was stalled in San Diego and Los Angeles, involving human trafficking of Ukrainian women. So the banks are looking at this issue. Senate wants a full investigation and The tantalizing memos involve Hunter Biden's relationship with Burisima Holdings, the Ukrainian gas firm's partner, uh, long regarded as corrupt by U.S. officials. So what exactly is going to happen here? Will Hunter Biden be indicted? But there's a war in Ukraine. And in fact, nobody knows what the status of many of the records of Burisima are anymore. You know, perhaps why Joe Biden doesn't want to give fighter aircraft to Ukraine? You see, those are questions that people are going to ask. You know why they're going to ask them? Because they're trying to figure out 
maybe Joe Biden doesn't want to give a roof over the head of Ukraine. Is it because of Hunter Biden's involvement in these activities? Or what about the second gentleman? You know, the uh, husband of Kamala Harris, who is also linked to Burisma and is also linked to Chinese companies that have been dealing with Ukrainian gas firms. Now, will these things come forward into criminal cases? Nobody knows at this time yet. <laughs> and in fact, a lot of people are wondering, how far will it go? How far will all of this continue to flow to as more and more people worry just how tainted indeed is this entire Hunter Biden issue? Just how bad is all of it as far as Biden and, and all of these activities. And what does it mean? The fact that Americans still reading the legacy press finally are getting some of the truth about the Hunter Biden scandal. It was just a couple of years ago when the Biden campaign put out this statement, look at this, accusing me and other reporters who dared to expose Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings as being conspiracy theorists. So this is John Solomon. Now he, now he works for a website, which is more than just the news. He also has his own uh, John Solomon reports that you can listen to. And he talks about what happened when he and others started reporting on Hunter Biden's roles in Ukraine. We got the label for exposing the Biden sons dealing with Burisma in Ukraine, China, and Kazakhstan, among other places, and reporting on the famous laptop that was turned over to the FBI. Well, last night, the gray lady, the New York Times, finally admitted that laptop was legit and not Russian disinformation. And it showed just how much legal trouble Hunter Biden was in related to his taxes and foreign lobbying. Much of what the New York Times reported, uh, a lot of us, like uh, myself, had revealed a year or more ago. But tonight, we're going to advance the story a little bit further. That's right. And we have the perfect person here with us to do that, Congressman Jim Jordan, who will not only help us expose the Russia collusion hoax, but also the folly of the Ukraine impeachment scandal. So, John, what did you dig up? Well, tomorrow on Just the News, we're going to post these documents, or two of them. We have confirmed they were in the FBI's possessions, and they reveal that Hunter Biden had reason to suspect in real time his foreign business activities might cause him legal trouble. This first one is from 2017. It's from his business partner and accountant warning Hunter Biden, get a load of this, he had not paid any federal taxes on all that money he earned from the Burisma Energy Company in Ukraine. That's right, didn't pay taxes on money he got from his foreign employer. Now, the email's warning is clear as day when you look at it. Now there's a second memo showing he and his lawyers were trying to concoct a way for them to lobby and influence U.S. agencies on behalf of that Ukrainian uh, company, Burisma, without having to register as a foreign lobbyist. Remember, that got uh, someone like Paul Manafort in trouble, as I recall. As the Times confirmed, both of these issues, taxes and foreign lobbying, are at the heart of the ongoing criminal case against the president's son. Yeah, those are explosive pieces of evidence. I'm glad that the New York Times is finally admitting, although they only cited it once, they only admitted <laughs> it once in the entire Absolutely. article, that, that that Hunter Biden's laptop was real and wasn't Russian propaganda. But I want to bring in one of our favorite members of Congress, the great patriot, Jim Jordan. Thank you so much for joining us. And Congressman, I want to get your initial reaction to you. that news that we just brought well, I, I I think you were right. And remind me, I, I think Rush Limbaugh wrote a book one time. See, I told you so. And I think you guys can say that. Uh, you told the, the whole country 
that this laptop was real. Remember, we had an eyewitness, Tony Bobolinsky. We had some of the documents that talked about the big guy. Uh, and, and we actually had a, a real laptop at this place. But yet, you know, the, the Biden campaign said it was, you know, Russian disinformation. And I think the key here is the, the, what John just pointed out, which is the tax issue. Because imagine this. You, you have a, the Democrats candidate for president. The weeks leading up to the election, we find out his son, who had this cush job with Burisma, the, you know, the, the focus of the, of the impeachment, the, the, the 2019 impeachment, not paying taxes. I mean, th th that comes out just days and weeks before the presidential election. That's what they had to avoid. And they went to any length they could to stop that with social media platforms not allowing this story to go forward, the legacy media, as John pointed out, and of course, all these intel people who came forward and said, oh, this is really Russian disinformation. No, it wasn't. It was the truth. And you guys have a Rush Limbaugh, see, I told you so moment. <laughs>So that, you know, that that's from John Solomon reports. You can look it up. You can, you can go to the site more than just the news and, uh, and, and look further into it. But they did mention Mr. Bobolinsky. I'm trying to remember how to spell Bobolinsky, first of all, right here. Let's see if we can pull up what Bobolinsky was, uh, uh, was, was talking about. Um, you know, how, how, uh, how this whole thing um exactly came out and, and what he was talking about and and how uh, Tony Bobolinsky was was talking about all these issues the statements he made back in 2019 2020 uh, that era when, when all of this was going on and everybody said oh no it's just paid Russian and for disinformation you know there's no truth to it uh, you know, it's just like Jim Comey was a Russian agent and went against Hillary Clinton and started talking about those things. Where well, actually, James Comey was not a Russian agent, didn't go against uh, Hillary Clinton, and basically revealed the reality that Hillary Clinton um, had some major issues when it came to spying on the uh, campaign of uh, Donald Trump, uh, when it came to uh, illegal campaign contributions that are still a major issue dating back to uh you know china gate and, and all those this is china gate for those of you who are unaware is uh, when the democratic party particularly the al gore campaign and the first hillary clinton campaign uh and an attempt to uh to enter uh politics which did not actually go through it's actually a very interesting story and it's like, oh, so what happened to all those political contributions but anyway uh, there, there was a lot of money that came out, and this was after the Clinton impeachment. This was after they were sanctioned and penalized. A lot of money came out of China, and ostensibly, a lot of that money was supposed to go to Al Gore's campaign, but some of it wound up in different places, and a lot of it is allegedly what became seed money to what eventually grew in to become the Clinton Foundation. And from that, we have the U Uranium One scandal, which actually does involve Russia. <laughs> you know, Russia's attempts to take over the uranium supply of the world. Um, and many other things, you know. So that, that, that is a major deal in itself. But when it comes to the Bidens, deals are more plentiful. They make anything the Clintons did seem amateuristic by comparison. Now, the Biden brothers, the three brothers, Joe and his two brothers, Frank and, and the other one, um, basically made deals 
that uh, made a lot of money for the family. And uh, essentially, politics, the front man was, uh, was Joe. Frank was the was the money man, and and I believe Fred is is the other brother. I'm not really sure. I can I'm, I I don't know, but the, there is a third brother, and he was also involved in many of Joe Biden's deals. Everything from housing projects to supply things to to so many things down the way. So when Bob Malinsky came out with his press conference some time back, this is what he had to say about Hunter Biden's involvement with all of this. So let's go back. Let's remember Tony Bobolinsky and what he had to say uh, back in the day that Joe Biden knew about Hunter Biden's business deals. And what did that all mean back then? What did it mean later on? And what does it mean now to many people? Served as a lieutenant in the United States Navy with high security clearance. My father and grandfather both served for decades in our country's armed forces. Since leaving the Navy, I've been involved in various successful businesses, both in this country and abroad. I'm making this statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. And the American people can judge for themselves. I brought, I guess, for record, three phones that spanned the years 2015 through 2018. These phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself. I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it'd be, it would bury all of us, man, the Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I have made have been to Democrats. But what I am is a patriot and a veteran. To protect my family name and my business reputation, I need to ensure that the true facts are out there. In late 2015, I was approached by James Gillier, whom I had known for many years, about joining him in a deal which he said would involve the Chinese state-owned enterprise, CEFC China Energy, and what he called one of the most prominent families in the United States. I was informed first by Gillier and then by Hunter Biden and by Rob Walker, who was working with the Bidens, that the Bidens wanted to form a new entity with CFC, which was to invest in infrastructure, real estate, and technology in the US and around the world. And the entity would initially be capitalized with $10 million and then grow to billions of dollars of investment capital. 
After months of discussion, I agreed at Gillier and Hunter Biden's request to become CEO of the entity to be called Sinohawk. Sino representing the Chinese side, Hawk representing Hunter Biden's brother Bo's favorite animal. And between February and May 2017, we exchanged numerous emails, documents, and WhatsApp messages concerning Sinohawk and its potential business. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe, that night we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter, Walker, Gillier, and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden, and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face-to-face. -face. In fact, I was advised by Gillier and Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. I also had a disagreement with Hunter about the funds CFC was contributing to Sinohawk. Hunter wanted $5 million of those funds to go to himself and his family, so he wanted the funds wired directly to an entity affiliated with him. I objected because that was contrary to our written agreements concerning Sinohawk. He said, referring to the chairman, his father, that CSC was really investing in the Biden family, that he held the Trump card, and that he was the one putting his family legacy on the line. He also said to me on May 17, 2017, that CSC wanted to be my partner, to be partner with the Bidens. During these negotiations, I repeated to Hunter and others that Sinohawk could not be Hunter's personal piggy bank. And I demanded that proper corporate governance procedures be implemented for capital distributions. Hunter became very upset with me. CSC through, two, through July 2017 was assuring me the funds would be transferred to Sinohawk, but they were never sent to our company. Instead, I found out from Senator Johnson's September report that the $5 million was sent in August 2017 to entities affiliated with Hunter. Tomorrow, I will be meeting with the Senate committee members concerning this matter, and I will be providing to the FBI the devices which contain the evidence corroborating what I have said. So I will not be taking any questions at this time. And that, of course, is uh, Tony Bobolinsky's uh, press conference. Uh, he didn't take press conferences. This is, uh, I believe, from 2020. I'm looking to look at it closely and figure out. Yeah, this was on December 22, 2020. Uh, this was, uh, you know, um, so much of, of what occurred with regards to, to the whole Hunter Biden issue and why this is so dangerous because, of course, things like this, 
or things that uh, speak of uh, problems with governance, uh, both in the United States and elsewhere. We're going to come back with more. This is Mike of New York. We're taking a look back at Tony Bobolinsky, the Biden laptops, and more. You know, when you were writing your book, brilliant book, uh, The Laptop from Hell, you exposed that entire story. Um, and you were on Outsiders and much of Sky News in Australia and, of course, in American media. Um, but they tried to silence you and they tried to suppress the story. Now, some 18 months later, slipped into paragraph 24 of some story in the New York Times, they've admitted it was true. Now, no surprise to you that it's true. You knew it all along. We knew it all along. But you deserve to kind of, you know, be vindicated publicly. Tell us your reaction to the New York Times story, Miranda. Well, look, I have to say that, um, you know, because readers of the New York Post and um, Fox News viewers and Sky News viewers and Daily Telegraph readers um, all knew this story 17 months ago because uh, we at the New York Post did our due diligence before we published emails from Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop which showed that his father had indeed met with some of his overseas business partners and that put to the lie, put the lie to Joe Biden's constant claims during his election campaign that um, he knew nothing about Hunter's overseas business dealings. So that was a bombshell story three weeks before the election. And um, we wouldn't have published it if it wasn't correct, if we hadn't verified that email, um, you know, with other recipients of it, like Tony Bobolinsky, was involved in a lot of the emails on Hunter's laptop and we had his material as well. So we were very satisfied. So, you know, 17 months later when the New York Times finally comes to the party and as you say in a story buried on page 20 and in the 24th paragraph, they actually acknowledge that, yes, the laptop is real and mm. uh, they themselves have authenticated some of the emails. Um, you know, forgive me if I'm not doing a victory lap because we already know that. I'm just glad that the New York Times readers now know the truth. And let's see now that we're all on the same page if something actually comes of this. Well, Miranda, and, you know, we've been talking about this story, you and I, for 17 months now. We've known all along that yeah. this was true. And I urge everybody to go out who has not picked up a copy of Laptop from Hell to go get that book because it breaks down forensically just the absolute scandalous behavior of Hunter Biden and how it has been covered up by the media. But what I want to ask you about this, you had another story and a great editorial in the New York Post today about how 51, the 51 so-called intelligence experts, very high-ranking former officials, all said, oh, you know, this is just Russian disinformation, don't believe it, it's just from Russia, 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 and they now still refuse to acknowledge that this was, in fact, correct. We had Twitter banning the Post from posting about it. You couldn't even send the story to somebody else on their Twitter direct messages. That's how much they wanted to suppress the story. Is the bigger scandal not all of the stuff that Hunter Biden got up to, but the way it looks like much of the media, much of the national security state, much of big tech conspired to essentially keep this information from the American people to put their thumb on the scale of the November election? Exactly, James. Look, this was all about getting rid of Donald Trump and it was all about rescuing 
uh, Joe Biden from uh, the consequences of his own uh, corruption through 40 years as a senator for Delaware and then the eight years that he was vice president when he uh, manipulated the power that he had in countries like Russia, China, Ukraine, just to name three that are in the news at the moment, uh, to benefit his family and his son Hunter, who was a pathetic figure, a crack addict and apparently has now reformed, so good for him, but he was in no position to be collecting tens of millions of dollars for his own uh, business acumen. So um, clearly there was wrongdoing there. And um, the most egregious thing for me was that story you referenced that's on the front page of today's New York Post. It's these 51 former very senior intelligence officials in the United States, including um, John Brennan, who was the CIA director during the Obama-Biden years, uh, James Clapper, um, Leon Panetta, um, Michael Hayden. These are all very high-ranking intelligence officials. They wrote this scurrilous letter about five days after our story appeared in the New York Post before the election in 2020. And they claimed that the laptop, the information that we had published, had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. And, you know, that was enough to get Joe Biden off the hook. And, you know, there were so many media outlets from um, CNN and MSNBC and The Washington Post, you name it, uh, the, the Democrat-friendly media outlets, the establishment prestige media outlets, all went with that line, all traduced the New York Post uh, and for, as peddling Russian disinformation. And um, it was a disgrace, but of course it's a songbook they've used before when they spent the first three years of Donald Trump's presidency uh, pretending that he was colluding with the Russians and that Vladimir Putin had won this 2016 election for him. And, you know, that crippled his presidency. And, uh, and, and the Russian disinformation line to this day, I think, has really damaged America's uh, national security and therefore the world's national security and the demonization um, of, uh, of Russia. I mean, obviously, Vladimir Putin's a really bad guy, but making up stories about Russia and poisoning the American uh, mindset against Russia and imagining that Russia had, was somehow behind Donald Trump and that Donald Trump was a, a patsy of the Kremlin was very damaging. And, um, you know, the, the Hunter Biden laptop story, the laptop from hell, is not really about Hunter Biden. It's about Joe Biden. And it's mm -hmm. about the fact that all these tens of millions of dollars have compromised him uh, in the eyes of at least Russia and China and Ukraine, um, these countries that are adversaries, and uh, certainly Russia and China. And um, the people of Russia and China, I mean, President Xi and Vladimir Putin, they know exactly what Joe Biden did for that money. They know how much money went into the bank accounts of his family and, uh, and friends. And uh, the American people don't know. The rest of the world doesn't know. And I think that is a big problem. And those, uh, those 51 intelligence uh, officials are uh, largely to blame. And so that's why we went to each one of them and we asked them if they now had an apology, wanted to rescind their claim that the laptop was Russian disinformation. Not one of them apologised. Uh, and uh, a few of them did respond, but like James Clapper, um, former head of the NSA, they uh, just doubled down. They said they were right. Uh, these people will never admit what they did. And that's the latest on that laptop and the 51 who denied that it actually existed. 
Now, what's John Brennan and all these former intelligence agency people going to do? Are they going to admit to it? Are they going to come out and apologize? They falsely accused multiple individuals, including the New York Post and other media outlets, of playing propaganda when, in fact, it was them, these former heads of intelligence agencies. And most important, what the American people want to know is, are they still giving advice to the Biden administration in exchange for their protecting Hunter Biden? Did they falsely lie and falsify information, increasingly so, that could drag the United States into a global war just to protect the crackhead and his father, the commander-in-chief? We want to know. I'm Mike of New York, and that's the latest.